What's happening, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Healthy Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Max. Happy Sunday. You guys are ready to get the week started off right. <clears throat> but without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So today's episode is... It's going to be about self-reflection and things that I'm processing in this time of, you know, where I'm at currently. So, if you're just now joining the podcast, you know, I talk a lot about my relationships I've been in, advice from that, mental health is a big one. And overall, just sharing my experiences to hopefully touch someone that, or reach out to someone that needs to hear these things. So, today's episode is going to cover the, I guess, the last two relationships that I've relationships that I've been in, and the ones that were previous, in the previous ones. So I'm going to start off with that by first of all saying, you know, I appreciate every single one of you that listen to the podcast, and follow and subscribe, share it, and what have you. So, let's start. So... starters, I have never been in a serious relationship ever. And that's probably one of my biggest red flags off rip is that I've never been anyone wanting to know it being in a long term in a long term relationship feels like. Even though it is a hundred percent a goal of mine. I think that the reason it hasn't happened yet is because I've been with the women I've been with in the past. I knew, maybe subconsciously, that I was never going to take these women seriously, and that it was never going to become anything. So by the end of a, at the end of a month, at that point, I knew I was never. I found already all these things I knew what was going that I knew I didn't like that they had. So I would just I would end I would end it with them and I'm gonna go back to one relationship that I had when I was in the military. And I mean this girl was she was amazing. But at that point in my life I had just touched rock bottom. You know, the military for me was the absolute bottom of the barrel. And I was at the bottom of the barrel for about three, for three and a half years. So, with this girl, I mean, she was, she was, like I said, she was amazing. But at that point in my life, I was not ready to commit to somebody like that. But, I mean, and all, and more power to her, she, luckily, and I'm so happy for her, She's now engaged, or I think she's married now, and she has a baby. So it worked out for her. And it, she had, I feel that 
and looking back now, if she had stayed with me, it would not. It, it would have just ended well, and for both for either one of us, because like I said, I wasn't ready to process the things I had the things that had happened in my life. I wasn't ready to process that at that time, so I just never came to grips with anything. <clears throat> so when I was in college. For those of those, for those of you who don't know, I kept a list of every single girl I slept with. I can take, I, and I went all the way back to the day I lost my virginity. Every girl I was with, military, and and in college, I kept a list of all. I had kept a, I had a list of all. Because it was, and the reason why I had it was because it was encouraged as part of being in a fraternity to keep track of how many bodies you got. And looking back now, I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of the fact that I took part in book, I took part in book up culture. As now it has made it so much harder. For me to connect with, with a girl on an emotional and mental level, deep and it, it deeper than it is, it's so much harder for me to connect with a girl on an emotional and mental level. It's a lot easier to just connect with them on a physical and just keep the relationship just purely physical. And I think that's the reason why it was a lot. It was easy. To get with as many women as I did, because at that point in my life, I made I showed them with what they wanted to see. I didn't show them beyond that point because I wasn't ready to expose that part of me, and it didn't come to fruition <clears throat> until I dated. I was dating this amazing. Who happened to live in Tampa? I would go see her almost every weekend. But she had some stuff that she had to deal with herself. Granted, maybe I shouldn't have pushed it as far as I did or tried to keep it as long as I did. But at that point in my life, my relationship with her was one that got super real, super quick. And she got me to, when she finally ended things, she tried ending it twice. Both times I managed to prolong it a little bit. And then the third time, that was when the floodgates just opened. Because I had a great uncle that had passed away. The day that had a, my grandpa had passed away, and I think I got that message, text message from her. The day of, what did they find? So it was very, you know, very emo, emotional and vulnerable. I was very emotionally vulnerable at that point, but she got me to look inside, or at least she. 
got the process started of wanting to look and get past the 20 years worth of shit that I was carrying, that I'd been carrying around for so long. You know, the stuff with my dad, the stuff with the bullying that I experienced, the, the porn addiction that I had. You know, I had, I had a porn addiction up until from the time I was in seventh grade all the way up till, I mean, it's rather recent have just now, like, I mean, it's over now. I don't like watching it. But, she got the ball, when she ended things with me, it got the ball rolling into wanting to fix the things that were inside. And then, <clears throat> you know, it made it a lot, it made it a lot easier in the fact that she was following in Tampa and I was here, so it made it a lot easier to process and move on. <laughs> but, you know, I, if she sees us, I'm forever, I will be forever grateful to her for what she did to me, for, for what she did for me on a spiritual and an emotional level, because she really, she drove me to want to prevent present or um, she drove me to want to present my most vulnerable self and I think that's the big reason for wanting to start this podcast because you know people only see the workouts the the persona that I display they don't see behind they don't get a peek behind the curtain and that's what this podcast is for me. It's a chance for me to show what it's like for me. Or rather, um, it's a chance for people to see or get to know the real me. Yeah. And understand it, see my thought processes. And hear what my thoughts are on things. So that was... That was one. And now we get to the crux of everything. <clears throat> so, recently, I met this amazing girl on Hinge, which is by far, if you ask my opinion on dating dating apps, Hinge is like the, by far superior to Bumble and Tinder. Fuck Tinder. Tinder is such a waste of time. But, with Hinge, you can set your preferences to um, filter out the kind of girls you don't want. So for me, my preference is conservative, wants kids, loves animals, works out, has good familial, familial values, morality, those are just the upfront superficial things. You know, we, you can go on all day about con having confidence uh, <clears throat> and the, all, the, all the other good things that you can find out about someone when you're actually sitting in front of them or on a date with them. But with this girl, I mean, she was the whole package. Like, I, when I literally tell you 
what I wanted in a girl up front and what I had immediately seen or what was that what was immediately visible to me was this girl was the total package. It was the her and the girl before her, I literally thought this was gonna be a thing. I was so ready to jump for both girls. Like to take that leap of faith to maybe make this finally be the end of no more talking stages. None of the other shit you have to deal with. It was finally going to be. I, I, I felt that I had found my person. Twice. Because if you look through this person's social media, there is not one picture showing any skin. Not one. Um, she was in the gym. She was religious. Good familial values. I mean, for me, for up front, she seemed like she was the whole package. And I was, again, I was ready to jump. For me, when I'm into a girl, I'm ready. If she has everything I want, I all like blinders on. I will, I'm ready to jump. Which it can be good. It can be bad. You have to be, you have to understand that at some point you may or may not get hurt. And that's the inherent risk with jump, looking before you jump. And making sure this is the person that you want. So, needless to say, her and I are no longer together. And it, you know, it sucked. But at the end of the day, it her decision, and, you know, who knows what happens after that, but, you know, it is what it is, and, you know, <clears throat> I made a whole video about, you know, I am so sick and tired of this toxic ass culture, where if we get cheated on, or we get hurt, it's always, fuck this person, fuck that person, they hurt me, you're a bitch, and shit like that, I was like, how about we just be adults and instead of attacking this person and hating them for what they did to us, how about we take a step back, you know, and understand that everyone processes things in different ways. And, you know, maybe they, you know, people, you know, maybe they didn't want to hurt you. Maybe they just didn't know how to deal with whatever shit they had going on. And they weren't ready to process it yet. So they, they don't, when people break up with you, chances are they don't mean to hurt you. They just don't know how to handle whatever it is you're triggering. So the breakup isn't out. Or whatever, whatever the thing may be. But I don't think that Hating that person for doing what they did is the answer. I think we should instead forgive them and love and love them for the fact that they allowed us to be a brief part of their life. I know I am a 
firm believer in the fact that I'm in the fact that you know for me and this is a prime example I talk about the girl that I met when I was in the military I broke up with her and now years later she's married I, I think she's married and she's got a baby and she's the she's so happy. So I think I was used to show her what good looks like. The girl in Tampa. You know, I I hope she's figured out herself out and figured out her past and got through it. But now she you know she's dating someone. I mean I hope her kid is living their living her best life. She seems and you know the girl thing seem the girl seems to be very happy from what last I saw, and she's you know she's healing in the way that she knows how. And I'm not saying I'm not using this to say oh you must have you must go to therapy and things like that. I think we we can all use some therapy, but people will heal in the way that is best for them and the best way that they know. So, for to these two girls, if they see this or hear it or whatever, I'm not gonna mention any names because I don't want to put them. I don't want to. I'm not gonna put them on blast like that. But I never name anonymous for this reason. But I am super thankful for the time that I had with you. You know, you pushed me so much closer to my faith and my spirituality. You know, when the second girl broke up with me, I spent two days when I would listen to my, my guy's sleep meditation I would, and I was laying there waiting, trying to wait for the sleep. And I remember vividly, I can clearly still see the seat I spent the first 16 years of my life. I remember every single day of that scene. I can go back to the time I was six years old, going to the date. I remember every single detail of that daycare. I remember every single detail of the playground. And I remember the details of my elementary school. I remember the details of my middle school and the high school I went to my freshman year. I remember all the summer the summer camp I and when I looked inward after she broke up with me, I met my six-year-old self. And I made peace with my inner child. And I don't know what was significant about being so about six years old. But whenever we get hurt, I think we should take this as an opportunity to take a look inside of ourselves and make peace with it. <clears throat> because prior to this, I was so afraid. I never wanted to look at it because I was so afraid of what happened. And then when I finally, when it finally happened, you know, I bawled my eyes out because I was so happy. It was 
remember telling my six-year-old self how nice it was to see him. And I, you know, we, we have to finally make peace with our inner child. And, you know, I was listening to <clears throat> a sermon this morning. Shout out Elevation Church and Stephen Burdick for, I mean, seriously, if you guys ever need like something for the morning to listen to, I promise you the Elevation Podcast is a great place to come to. It has helped me so much in getting my day started. And it's done wonders for my mental health. And setting my day up for success. It's like my weekly weekly resistance. You know, I barely listen to music anymore. I only listen to I only only want to listen to the podcast because of what it is, what that has done for me. So, but anyway, back to the sermon. But I remember listening to the opening song of the sermon. I don't remember the exact words. I remember just bawling my eyes out. Because it was like, your story's not done yet. Your, your, it's, your story's just not over yet. You know who raised you. It's over when he says it's over. you guys get from it, but I think it's I think it's just but I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday. Hopefully you guys have a Christmas tree. I'll see you later.